Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. As you know, this podcast is mostly lady crap, as our one reviewer told us, as he expected there to be stuff about papayas and was deeply disappointed by all the lady crap. But let's be real, we don't often have men on the show, but I'm very excited to bring somebody on today who kind of crossed over into a world that so many of us felt ourselves doing, but feeling a little bit old for it as a millennial going into the realm of the Gen Z's TikTok. If you don't follow this person, you certainly know who he is and you'll recognize him or his voice the second you hear him. Today, we have on who you might know as Rod, simply Rod. On Instagram, he's justme.rod and he basically brings us alongside us the millennial experience, anxiety, work, life, all of that jazz in a very relatable way. I almost find him like a positive negativity. There's all stuff that we're going through and there's a way to kind of find joy or hilarity in that mix of it. I'm very excited to bring him on. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his life, a lot more that's coming down the pipeline. We're going to talk all about that today. Please welcome Rod. Rod. Welcome to the pod. Most people, we were just talking about this before we started recording. They know who you are. Like you're just a very, you've become a very recognizable face, especially within the pandemic. But also I just looked it up. You really only came onto the scene during the pandemic. Talk to me about who you are and how the heck you got into this. I started, I mean, I was a classic millennial. I loved, I loved Vine. Do you remember Vine? Yes, I remember Vine. The seven seconds. It was so funny. But it was like a curated group of creators. So they like picked creators that they wanted to go viral. And then I saw TikTok. I'm like, oh, this is just going to be just like Vine. So I just like got on to scroll. And then it was nothing like Vine at first. And I was so confused. I tried no. posting one and got so overwhelmed. So in classic millennial fashion, just deleted the app and said, I'm going to stick to Instagram. And then I started, um, the pandemic hit. I redownloaded TikTok. So just making little videos here and there. But then one went viral. 
And then I started posting similar videos and it kept growing. And that was in October of 2020. So it's been a little over a year. And now I'm... What did you go viral for? Just complaining about my corporate job. (laughs) Yep. 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 Which I don't think... But I added some nostalgia to it as well. You know, like throwback songs and all that. But I don't think a lot of people were doing that at the time. And it was kind of... Everyone was scared for their jobs because there was layoffs happening, at least here, like nationally here in the US, I'm sure Canada too, right? With the pandemic. So no one wanted to get on and talk about their corporate job. But I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I did. And and then I think people were just like, wow, okay. But now, especially since we're further into the pandemic, people are talking more openly about burnout, about the great resignation, about prioritizing a job or finding a job that prioritizes you and your mental health. And I think the tables have kind of turned where we were scared of our companies, but now our companies are a little bit scared of like, okay, well, we need to treat our employees better or else they're going to go find something that's better because a lot of companies are recognizing that and giving them mental health benefits. So someone would rather work for a company like that than someone who said, well, you have to, if you have a mental breakdown, you have to use one of your 10 vacation days to deal with it, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I came out, I quit my career job in corporate world to do social media. And at the time it was, there wasn't a lot of people doing that. Now we're seeing it more and more and more, but there's a lot of people, especially in the pandemic who were just, they did have that burnout. You went from checking into a job to checking out of it. And this, all of a sudden you were accessible all the time. You could go to any meeting. You could be sick. You could be this or that. Like you could still show up for work. And it really did create this, I don't know, uh, obviously burnout, but you tend to do, I call it like positive negativity. That's how I channel you in my head because you have a way of venting and be and talking about the negative things without it being like a rant or anger-based. It's very just, it acknowledges the negative parts in a positive way. Was that something you did intentionally or were hyper aware of, or is that just who you are? Not at all. I think there was a point where I was just scrolling through my page and there were a couple of videos that I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty negative. You know, I do want to still spread joy. And that's why I think that's why using the music helps <laughs> mm, <laughs> because when mm-hmm, I'm using mm-hmm. like radio Disney bops from 2001, <laughs> it's hard to be that negative. And I think that's my, might be why it adds a little bit of therapy as well as the nostalgia. I don't think too much about it. I just kind of post this on my mind, but there are moments where I catch myself. I'm like, you know what? This isn't something I want to put out to the world today. You know, I want to, I want to do, I do want to put something positive. And of course, self-deprecation is what everyone uses for humor. So those is a little bit of that. But yeah. Just being positive and being relatable is number one. So do you still work in corporate? I have a part-time corporate job. It would be nearly impossible given everything else that I'm working on, you know, with my own podcast launching and all that to do, to do my corporate job still. But I, I do want, first of all, a little bit of stability. And I think I'm 31 going 32. I'm terrified of this world still it could all go down in a month, you know? And then I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I, I want to have a resume filler, you know, and just make sure that I'm staying up to date with, with different jobs. But it is cool because my new opportunity is in marketing. I was in sales before. I thought I was going to be in sales for the rest of my life. And now I've found that I can be creative, which I never thought of myself as a creative person or as someone who could write something off the top of their head. I love that you said that because people get up in their own heads when it comes to getting onto any social media platform and feeling like it somehow diverges from their career. But ultimately, when you look at content creators and what you have to learn to do, you have to learn like negotiations, content creation, videographer, copywriting, stylist, like the the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And people are like, oh, you get paid to like post on social media. It's like, no, I get paid to do 10 people's jobs in one go and to do it well enough that it creates 
like a return on uh, somebody's investment or creates audience or creates awareness or whatever those things are. So I love that you kind of talk about it. You still have this other part of you as part of your resume, because obviously there's a lot more going on. Was there a tipping point for you that you really noticed this might be more than just a casual TikTok account? Yeah, I I think I I was, you know, just it was pandemic, so I wasn't going out in public. And I just, I've never been someone who goes out. I've never been someone yeah. who like hits the clubs or anything like that. I pretty much a homebody, but I, you know, went on public, a couple dinners here and there. And I started getting recognized a few times. I'm like, oh, this could, you know, I guess I'm making an impact. People see me. And then I got approached pretty early on to do this Lavazza campaign, Lavazza coffee in Italy. And oh, they're wow. like, do you want to travel, travel Italy for a month? And I'm like, well, say less. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was cool because I, I talk a lot about coffee in my content. I know yeah, a lot about do. coffee. So that was really, you really You summon cool. with I coffee. That's I, like, I, I think the first video yeah. I saw of yours. Summoning. Oh, really? That's, I think that's, that's the first. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I need to do more of those. And they're like, do you want to come to Italy for a month? And then my boss was like, I mean, you can do it. They had a really supportive company. They were great. They still show my TikToks in company meetings, I guess, which I think is really funny. <laughs> but I... He was like, do you want to do what you're doing now for like in corporate, like forever? He's like, he, they gave me really good advice. Like you can come back in a month, work again. But if you want to pursue something else, now would probably be a good time to pursue something else. So I went to Italy for a month, tried to do this full time. And then it just didn't work. But I would say last March to answer your question is like when I decided this could be something I pursue or make a business out of, you know, then that's when I started doing, started toying with like brand deals, which I always do stuff that I can, that I can work organically into my content or collab with like mm-hmm. corporate Natalie on or something like that. And also brands that believe enough in me to like, obviously support me, but support other charities. And I always give proceeds of my earnings to charity as well. So I think that's, that's the number one thing that is important to me is, you know, just making sure that I'm supporting others with not only the content that I make, but what, what I'm bringing in for myself. Ugh, I love to hear that. Now, like, here's the other part of it too. You have had like you've exploded for sure. Like there's no doubt about it, but you have come into some really wild opportunities. But before we get into those opportunities, I'd love for you to talk about were there preconceived notions you had about being a content creator and what the reality of it is? Yep. Yep. I think it was at first, because we're looking at like YouTube or like I said, it's Vine. A lot of those people are having a hard time moving out of TikTok because TikTok is more real than any platform or Instagram. So I'm like, oh, I have to have high, I have to buy a professional camera. I have to be able to write an entire script beforehand, and I have to have multiple characters and multiple people. I have to hang out with the squad, you know, because that was vlog squad, yeah. that whole world. If you see it, they're still trying to make those like corny, which is people think it's funny. It's great, but like the you know, just like the, the corny, really scripted videos. I thought that had to be me, but then I, I realized, I think TikTok has done a really good job with this, which obviously now Instagram is trying to copy is that niches, everyone relates to different people. Not everyone will find that type of content funny. So I think that was my biggest preconceived notion is that I had to be a specific cookie cutter person. I had to be cool. I had to have a cool aesthetic. I had to have money already, you know, cause that's what a lot of them do. Um, where at the time I was just working my five figure corporate salary. Yeah, that's how know? I started too. Everyone was, everyone had these like big expensive blogs. And I was like Googling how to code one back in like 2008 or whatever it was. It, it, it's your MySpace days didn't prepare you oh, for that. MySpace. Like, that's a different, <laughs> I miss yeah. MySpace. I genuinely yeah. miss MySpace. We're all coding on MySpace. We all did. We had to figure out how, you know, what was so problematic about MySpace though, is we graded our friends. Like we, we ranked them like, and none of us thought that was a problem. 
Not at all. And I think I have so many thoughts. We could talk for hours on this, but I have so many thoughts about how the world is still a popularity contest and TikTok, I think at first wasn't, but now it was kind of moving to that, which kind of sucks yeah. because I think that was the, the rawness of it. It's just like, it was for everyone, but that was terrible. I had this one, I, there was this really popular, nice guy at my high school, like classic football player. Everyone loved him because he was so nice, but he was never mean to anyone, at least up front. And I was severely bullied in high school. I had no friends. It was you know, for being overweight, for not being masculine, you know, not watching sports. And I looked on his, someone texted me, they're like, dude, why are you on Brian's top eight? And I went to look at his page and I was on his top eight. And I was like, what? This is so weird. Why am I on his top eight? So then yeah. I <laughs> got nervous. I'm like, I have to put him on mine. Like I, I talked to him maybe like <laughs> twice. Like, I got, okay, I guess I'm going to go put him on mine now. And I put him on my top eight. And then the next day I went back to look and it was a whole different group of people. He because oh. this is how nice he was. He didn't want to pick a top eight, so he found oh a code. He found a code for just a revolving top eight with people who were friends with him on MySpace. <laughs> and luckily, no one was like looking at my profile probably to see it. But I immediately <laughs> took it down. I was like, "This is terrible. This is so bad." Oh, MySpace. I actually yeah. looked up MySpace Tom not long ago to see where he is. He's a photographer now. Yeah. He's like out doing things. Like it's it's amazing Good to see. Him. And you know what? I have, so this is what I want to get into next because you are a millennial. Mm-hmm. I love on your Instagram that you have, I'm Chugi and I'm free because I have, I have Gen Z children. I was on TikTok to babysit to I when it was musically because they were on there and they were doing these they would, they would work and, on yeah. transitions and dances yeah. and lip syncing stuff and then it was TikTok and I remember I had a friend who's a journalist and he had to start covering TikTok and he said, "Can you ask your daughter if she knows what um Barbara Jump Truck or something was. And I was like, Maya, what's this? And she was like, who's asking? The panic on her face. She was just like, why? What do you want to know? It was like I stepped into her world like and she secret. was like, yeah, she was like, no, 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 no. Like this can't be happening. So when the pandemic happened and we, I actually got a TikTok account, she was, they were just like, okay, we're done with it. It's interesting because that's not even like something it's not like an inside joke of hers but i think that's what gen z especially with social media has helped them do mm-hmm. like the chair emoji you know or like all these different words they have created this world that's one big giant inside joke for their generation yes. right so like yes. all the inside jokes are shared and yeah like yeah. we had slang and stuff that we grew up with that our parents were like what does that mean you know but i think that it's so much more feels so much more personal to this generation because they're able to view it every single day. Yeah. And they also are wild in observing. And like most of, I find it so fascinating that they're not, it's like millennials are very much an Instagram generation. Like we like to have a bit of a curated look. We like to have a feel and vibe about w- what we're experiencing. And then you go onto a Gen Z's page and they just post utter crap or nothing at all. Like it's it's so chaotic. It's so, like they're, they are very different. Did you find yourself like, even going into being a creator on TikTok, was there kind of this, I don't know, like how did it feel as a millennial? Did you feel a little out of place at first or does it kind of feel like you came along with all of us? Yeah, totally. I felt out of place. I think pandemic, everyone started trying it and I hate the curated Instagram. I wasn't a creator Mm -hmm, before. mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, this is just something fun that I could scroll in between my Zoom calls, you know, or whatever. The seven sec again, that's what I loved about it was the short yeah. content and it's comedic and it brought me laughs. But there were certain people that I was like, 
thought were funny, but like, like Brittany Broski was the first creator that I followed, which is so wild. Cause now we're friends and I, I love her, but she, do you know who she is? Brittany Broski? No. She's the kombucha girl. Do you remember the meme of the girl drinking kombucha? Yes, yes. I love. Okay. Yeah. I do know yeah. who that yeah. is. Yeah. That's amazing. She's like defini- Poor girl. She's going to be kombucha girl yeah. forever. I know. But she's that she's the definition of someone that is, um, just post whatever they want. But you know, if you look at, there were certain people from our generation, like Jenna Marbles, you know, and certain, yep. or Miranda Sings that did do that. Yep. And they, they did well in a niche group of people. I feel like they kind of paved the way for, mm-hmm. you know, the millennial, like they were the, like were the niche group of millennials, but then they paved the way for Gen Z just to like, whoever they like, you know, I have this weird theory and I want to hear your thoughts on it too, being a blogger yeah. and being, you know, coming from Instagram to TikTok. I'm seeing a lot of Instagram influencers who were kind of untouchable just for being hot, you know, and being, you know, like having a perfect body or whatever, not realizing that they have to have a personality behind that. And I saw this blogger that I just had have randomly seen like on other people's feeds and stuff, who again is just viral for being hot, being able to wear a good outfit and being able to fit into something off the rack. He blatantly com- copied Emily Mariko's video on Instagram, but that's not the first time I've heard about this because a lot of these influencers are terrified that now they have like have to keep up. So what they're doing is they're thinking that they can just copy someone else's content, but now they're just getting ripped apart because it's like, you, you got to be original, you know, because they were <sighs> able to do that before. Because Instagram wasn't about everyone. You couldn't see everyone's content on Instagram. So they were no, untouchable. They couldn't. could they could find someone who had 300 followers video, think it's great, copy it, and then they go viral for it. I have so many feelings on this and I'm glad you brought it up because TikTok, it started with the dances, right? People could just watch a dance and then you redid it. And now it's like using people's sounds, which I understand is like part of it. People love yeah, when that happens. And it happens, always tags it automatically. Yeah. It's so much like it is now become the norm to copy someone's content. It's now the norm to, I've had to, and it's so uncomfortable. I've, I've talked with my management about it and they're like, well, you've become very, you know, aspirational and inspirational and all this stuff. And I'm like, but plagiarism's plagiarism. And when you've had a lived experience for so long and like a lot of my content originally, the, the reason I grew was because I was talking about stuff that was like deeply personal to myself. So it is uncomfortable now that you see, I mean, I've seen creators on TikTok who had a sound and just had somebody else taken re-record their words with their voice. And they're kind of, it, it is happening that way. There is a lot of like this copycat mentality and it's been very normalized by TikTok. I do think we're gonna fall into a hopefully a better place. Cause you're right. Like Instagram originally, you just had to be hot. I think that's, I went through, I lost a hundred pounds because I didn't think I could make it. I didn't think I was ever going to be accepted by anybody, let alone Instagram. I ended up getting a following because I lost weight. Then I realized that that was, well, obviously I came into some deeply disordered eating and I changed my way of showing up online. And, but I mean, why did I want to do that in the first place was because I wanted what everybody else had. I wanted the opportunities. I wanted all this stuff. And I say this now as somebody who's it's still in a, I'm still a straight size woman and I'm a white woman. So obviously I still already have a ton of privilege there. But if you go back like Instagram OG, like it was, you had to have money, you had to be perfect and you had to be constantly showing up with like very curated content. And I think that this is where TikTok and Instagram clash, but I think it's going to land us in a good spot where 
you do have to have a personality. You do have to have, you have to care about more than what you look like anymore. I think it's fascinating to see where it goes. And I think Gen Z has brought us there in a way. They've kind of shown up, like brought it to our doorstep, some of our own problematic ways. But then I also find TikTok generates a lot of, this is where it gets hard because the first time I showed up on TikTok, I was in a bikini and it immediately got I was in a full covered bikini and it immediately was removed. And I was like, I'm so confused. There's so many people in bikinis. I don't understand. Or men why not I wearing can. underwear and gray sweatpants. And it, you can see everything. everything. I report it. I'm like, this is their kid's app. But it's because so it's, it's they're hot and they're perfect body. Because I go through that. I, I don't know if you know my story, but I, I lost 170 pounds at one point. Um, I knew there was something yeah, like that with you. I'm 6'5. And so I was like 350. And then I got down to 180. So for someone who's six five, like that's too thin, mm-hmm. and was you know disorder, all of that on the other side. And then body dysmorphia, I think I'm always going to have, and that just kicks in yeah, no matter I how much so I talk too. about it and how much I try to talk myself out of it. Yeah. So when you get on this app and you see people who are dancing around shirtless or people with again gray sweatpants, and they just they get to keep their content up because they look hot, you know, it's like that. Yeah. That's a problem. You know, I think Do that's you- social media. As somebody who was formerly in a large body and still struggles with body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. do you, there's, there's a TikTok that's gone around and it's this woman talking about how she lost weight and the weight that she'll never lose is knowing that people treat her differently now that she's thinner. Have you experienced that? Like that a little bit of a, yes, it's so great to be successful now. Would you, would people still love you and accept you if you still look like you did before? I go through this a lot. I go through it too because I'm, you know, I during the pandemic, I, I'm, you know, putting some weight back on, which is fine. I, I have a healthy relationship with food now, and I'm starting to get active again because there was a point where I was like, especially even in the middle of this content creation, at a really low point, you know, just because I'm around people who don't understand what I'm doing or that I can't talk to about what I'm doing. But so I naturally just put on some weight, and then I when I when that started happening, I saw my engagement go down. So then in my head, I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, this is, you know, so it's like, I need to, but then I, I quick snap, snap back into I'm like, no, it's about the content that I'm making. And it, whoever wants to stay for that can stay for that. You know, like I'm not going to let an algorithm, I'm not going to let an app or I'm not going to let millions of people affect the way I view myself and view myself as a beautiful person. Cause I know that my personality will shine more than my body. And I know there are people out there like Noah Beck who are clickbait, you know, who he's nice. I met him. He's a great person, but you know, he went viral for having an insane six pack, you know, and being hot and just being this like soccer player, which I know I can never have because of the loose skin that I have when I lost weight. So that's what I have to keep, you know, telling myself is at the end of the day, I might be working harder to make videos that go viral, or I might be working harder to make an ad rather than just being pretty face on an ad and I have to add a script or add content to it. But I'm also enjoying the season of life. And a year and a half ago, I wasn't even in the season of life, you know? So just whatever Mm. can come with it, whatever can come with it. And I know that my story has also affected other people too, which is something I'll always, always appreciate. All right, let's take a quick break because I'm going to tell you a little bit about my new favorite plant-based protein snack brand, Simply Protein. Simply Protein has a variety of products from snack bars, cookie bars, and energy bites with flavors for days for whatever your appetite desires. Their line of products are designed to fit any lifestyle. This is important. 
Because Simply Protein believes that wellness is a personal endeavor, not a prescriptive one. Their snacks are made with plant-powered fuel to inspire and help energize you to live life on your own terms with the fuel to be you. Because the path to feeling good is just as individual as we are. I love this conversation because every time I, I hear somebody's wellness journey, I realize how different it is from my own. And sometimes that makes me feel bad about myself instead of honoring how different my own journey is. So whether it's a reality TV break on your lunch, enjoying a Pilates class, or painting to your favorite playlist, do what fuels you physically and mentally. And everyone's journey is so different, but we all share a need for protein. It's not just for those who are athletes and competing, but for everyone and any body. Simply Protein helps gives me the fuel I need throughout my day for whatever it is I'm doing. Try their new snack bars, cookie bars, and energy bites by shopping on simplyprotein.ca or simplyprotein.com and use the code papaya15 for 15% off your purchase. And you can follow them on at simplyprotein as well on Instagram for more inspiration or to learn more about the brand and what they've got going on right now. Let's get back to today's show. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. This has been something really fascinating for me over the years because when you hit a certain point in your career, or especially in social media, you start to rub shoulders with celebrities. <laughs> and, uh, rub it shoulders. Is, <laughs> it is it's been so fast. So Caitlin Brissot was one of my first. And I know you've been on her pod, but I remember walking away being like, damn, like, I love this girl. Like, I would definitely be friends with her. And then she just kept being friends with me. And it really, like, threw me off to humanize somebody that was so celebrity in your head. How has the experience of like meeting celebrities been for you? Cause it's been wild for me. Can I tell you about my first one that the first celebrity I've, I like, you know, had people following me, you know, I think Caitlin even followed me pretty early on. Cause Caitlin's really good about he She's like, likes funny people. She she's spots people. Yeah. She spots people like me, Elise Myers, you know, she, she finds people, she likes people that are relatable. And I was randomly in this, threw myself into this bachelor world, which I'm like, how did I get here? But I was started recapping the bachelor and then they all started following me. I'm like, okay. So I stopped. I'm like, cause I'm like talking a little bit crap on these yeah. people and they're following me. Um, I've but, liked that with Christmas yeah. movies. I was talking, reviewing Christmas movies. And then the stars started being like, oh yeah, that was me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, stop. No, no, no. <laughs> but at You're the end great. of the day, like if we're going to do, what we got to do, we, we got to, you know, stir it up a little bit. But the, First one was, I got an opportunity. I got a message that says, hey, do you want to go film some TikToks with Lance Bass? 
And oh, of course, shit. growing up as a, I was born in 1990, so I am a 90s yeah. kid, right? Mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. and through. And just like NSYNC, no matter who you were, you could not, if you, you were lying, if you said that you didn't like NSYNC, you know, it was like, oh, great bops. They were everywhere. They knew everyone, especially Lance too, you know, like his coming out was really inspirational, you know, just cause he was like in yeah. this group of like really masculine men and had to like act a certain way. But then he's like, no, I'm going to yeah. stay who I am, you know? And then I show up at his door and I meet him and like, this is a normal person, you know, I'm like, yes. this is wild but it was just like this is a normal person he's he's super kind i met his husband he's super nice it was in their home and then two weeks later he's like okay well do you want to come back and hang out with me and joey and then nick carter and aj will be here and i'm like <laughs> i was like what <laughs> so then i go and hang out with them and they were all super nice and at the end of the day we're all kind of doing the same thing we're just in different generations of doing it right is there any celebrity you wouldn't want to meet in case that they weren't who they who you've built them up to be in your head <sighs> That's hard. I've never thought of that question. There are some that I have met that I'm like, okay, like you're, and it's more, what I'm finding is more people who aren't that level, who think they're that level. You know, like I met Lance Bass, who like was a childhood icon for all of us. You know, I definitely think, I mean, I know I've heard great stories about her and I know she would be, but Britney Spears, like I just would hate to have a bad experience with her, but I've heard. I know, but I would have to, and I would not, I would not want a camera near us. I would want to just like never have to have it documented to just be there. I've heard she's amazing. That's what everyone says. It's like, she's great with her dancers. She's always good with restaurant staff. Cause that's important to me too. As you've heard of these nightmare stories of these people who like treat stewardesses terribly or or whatever. Or tip badly. badly. But that's why I always, even like, I'm like, who am I? Like I'm not a celebrity, but I get, always now I give 25% because you never know like there's TikToks of people who like are exposing how bad tippers people were but I am really excited my next thing that I'm doing is going to Shania Twain invited me to her residency in Vegas (laughs) which I know she's a Canadian icon so (laughs) she is and I one time I was I took over the social media account for the Canadian Country Music Awards and she was the host and the headliner of it and so they placed us all like behind her so I was directly behind Shania Twain in full sequence. I didn't, we, we had to like be, we were instructed, do not cry. Do not, if you're going <laughs> to sing along, you need to know the lyrics. And I was like, I'm here for yeah, this. Oh, like, I, can, I, I can know what I'm doing. Yeah. And everyone, and nobody knew this was going on. I had just come home from my honeymoon and my family was all like watching TV and they're like, why are you behind Shania Twain on television? And I'm like, I don't know I don't what know, happened. Uh, uh, I'm here. But, and, and I knew so all the words. Cool. Just also have to give That's a, so cool. I have to give a shout out to the nicest. They're all super nice, but I have to give a shout out to the nicest celebrity I've ever met would have to have to be Drew Barrymore. Like, yeah, you were on the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, I did. So I did some socials with her. Yeah, she, okay. Yeah, okay. she is the kindest soul. And she, I don't, and again, she started her talk show when other talk show hosts were being, you know, exposed for not being so great. Yeah. And she, you could tell cared about everyone in the audience. Every mm-hmm. single staff person that I encountered talked about how amazing Drew is and just how good of a soul. And she's been through so much, you know? So yeah. it's it's been really, that was a really cool experience because that was someone that my mom watched growing up because they were the same age, you know? And she started as a child. And then I watched growing up because I loved Never Been Kissed, Ever After, mm-hmm. you know, those movies. And mm-hmm. she's still just such like a bright angel that I thought she would be. So that was a really cool one. 
I love that. I think there's there's something about one of my favorite things in the world is when people are like, oh, you're the same in real life as you are on social media. And um, you come to realize that as you kind of get into the world mm-hmm. is like not everybody is. And that's like such a special thing when people, you want them to be this person you've built them up to be. You want them to be special. You want them to be yeah. good tippers. You want them to be uh, amazing to servers. You want them to be I don't know. Like, I think we invest not only our emotions, but like our following. We, I buy things from people that I like celebs that I love. Like you get so emotionally and financially and physically invested into people. It's great when they actually are who they are. So I, I love hearing that. I've been sharing a lot lately of my love for Golden, this incredible jewelry brand that really brings handmade to a whole new level. Their mission, Golden's mission, is to make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference, creating connections and giving back through every purchase. Their jewelry features modern personalization options that allow you to create a piece that tells your story. And there's a million ways to make it yours. I recently got a hand-stamped heart bracelet and it has the letter S in it. And that can mean for me or it can mean for my husband, Shane. And I just love it. I wear it every day. It has not come off my wrist since I got it. And each piece is handmade just for you. You choose your metal, size, and personal inscriptions to be hand-stamped by their makers. And every piece comes with a letter-pressed, gift-ready package packaging, and handwritten note and jewelry care kit. They offer happiness guarantee on all of their pieces, even personalized. As a company, Golden believes in the empowerment through craft by providing local craft workers in the Pacific Northwest with jobs working within a process that reduces waste, recycles scrap, and increases material sustainability. I love this. They donate 10% of all profits and more through special collections to organizations that support their core causes of education, liberation, and community building. Golden is a female founded and run within a workforce consisting of 80% women. You will love this brand just as much as I do. As soon as you go onto their website, you will fall in love. I know it. And you can go visit them right now at golden.com. Use code papaya at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'm going to spell it out for you because it's gldn.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours or for somebody that you love. That's gldn.com and use code papaya at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Check them out and let's get back to the show. Okay, let's get into the podcast. I would love, you're going to have a podcast. You've yes. got a podcast. Yes. This is so exciting. With Dear Media. You've been so part of the, signed by Dear Media. Part, of, part the of the family. Fam now. Yeah, they're great. I love them. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like we were talking amazing. about, you said I, one of the few and far between of the men. I feel like that's your media in general, too, as far as podcasts. So, so I always thrive with women and I love working for women. You know, I, like I love to, to see a strong woman thrive. So that's, that's what I'm pumped for as well with your media. But it's called Millennial Made and it is launching February 17th. So I'm not sure when this is going to launch, but listen in. It's like 20 minutes of my millennial recap, basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, cause you do them on TikTok. Sometimes you do the millennial mm-hmm. recap. It was, That's it was weekly, but it, it was just, you know, it, 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 I, that was something I realized I was letting other people control me on. And it was just like, I, you know, I want to feel creative. I don't want to feel forced. So now I do it whenever I feel like there's something to, you know, talk on. 
So are you going to have guests on it or are you going to just have it yourself? You guys are going to love the guests, let me tell you. Uh, um, I don't want to promise anything, but there's no. some really big ones that I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just really excited for. So yeah, February 17th. It's going to be audiovisual too. So there's going to be a whole YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Like all episodes of YouTube. Because there's going to be like, I'm talking about a lot of nostalgia. So I'm going to throw pictures up. I want people to understand what, see what they're seeing, see what we're talking about. But then obviously it'll be podcast. So you can listen to it. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Before we go, I need you to tell one last story because yep. you just mentioned that you worked with a lot of women in your mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. Tell tell us the poop story. Oh my God. So I worked- It's the best story, but yeah. I'm like, I need you to tell I'll the tell story. It. Tell it. Um, am I allowed to cuss or no? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Cuss away. I worked at this company that was a clothing company and I was a stylist for four years. I never talk about that because my fashion now is absolutely- Work work from home, you know. So yeah. I'm in sweats and or just like a sweatshirt yeah, only. Same. Who am I trying to impress? But I worked in fashion and I worked on this team of stylists for a national company. There was like 300 women on my team, and I was one of five guys, right? And I we were at what's called an all hands meeting, which if you've never worked in corporate, it's definitely just an, a meeting that could have been an email. Is what a, an all hands meeting is. Yep, yep. They could have just written it all out, but nope. We got to stand there and listen to an hour of it. So we were at the meeting and the building manager who like rarely sat in on the meetings came, stood up. She was like, Hey guys, the custodial staff is just like finding something kind of, kind of frightening in the bathrooms. And we had individual bathrooms. Like, so I was, everyone just so confused. Like, what are they finding? I'm like drugs. Like, you know what? what are they and she goes, she was having a hard time getting it out. Cause it's something weird to talk about. And then one of like the sales directors stands up and goes, someone's shitting in the trash cans. And someone was going to the bathroom and instead of using the toilet to defecate, they were using the little trash cans that were next to the toilet. Um, So confused. And they were so short, so short. But of course, immediately everyone looked over at me because (laughs) I'm like, because I'm the guy, I'm like, so only guys can poop in trash cans. Okay. Because even just in general, I was kind of, as I was telling the story, I was reflecting back, like whenever, you know, someone would, Bart or something in the office, everyone would think it was me. Yeah. Everyone would, like, yeah. It's, come on, guys. Like, no, it doesn't have like <laughs> everyone farts, not just the guy, but that was yeah. something I had to live with. And that person still never fessed up. So even I'm <gasps> to sure this day you yeah, might be the poop bandit. It, it like you just my have knees that. Could, my knees could not sweat that low. I'm telling you right now. I'm six five. <laughs> like there's no way. At least it that's your alibi. It wouldn't make it in if I tried. <laughs> so yeah, someone was really mad at the company, but <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. That is such an incredible yeah, story. Yeah. I'm actually well, writing a essay on that actual, on that specific <laughs> story. So stay tuned. I love it. Everybody poops, but not yeah. normally, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wild. Mm-hmm. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, the podcast will be out. So plug away. Love it. Yeah. So millennial made, it's going to be launching on or episodes, new episodes each Thursday. I believe we have quite a few ready to launch. So there might be one, there might be five when you listen to it. And then I'm on TikTok at Rod with a D and then Instagram, justme.rod. At first I was like, what other letter would it be if it wasn't a D? Then I realized Rob is this very similar. When I, when people recognize me in public, they blatantly call me Rob. They're like, Rob, it's so nice. And I'm like, I'm not going to correct them. I'm like, that's so funny. It's like when people write me an email, they'll still write Rob. Like, you're like Madonna though. You got like the single name thing. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> you're you're killing this I was millennial at game. An event with Tinks, and then someone asked her, What's your full name? She was just Tinks. And I'm like, oh, 
That's so, <gasps> so cool. cool. Like you would. Damn. She's a rock star. I love her. But yeah, she's so, really, she's yeah. another one that's like just a must follow for yeah, anybody yeah. who was born in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. She's just so great. Thank you so much. It's been Let's a pleasure that. getting to yeah. know you a little bit more. Yeah, Excited for the podcast. I will definitely be sharing about that once it comes out as well. So thanks so much. And for everyone tuning in, we'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.